Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture on Money FM 89.3 with me, Sean Cheong. So, China's economy is recovering from the pandemic, but it's at a slower pace than expected. What does this mean? Also, Singapore's factory output fell for the eighth straight month, and this time it's deeper than expected. So, what are the implications to the market in the second half of the year? Joining us in this conversation, we have Jun Chong Tu, the equity dealer at Mumu Financial. So, how are you doing, Jun Chong? Hi, good morning, Sean. Thank you for having me on the show. I've been good. Oh, that's good to know. Let's go into it. The consumer spending data in China has been relatively weak. How has this impacted the Chinese market? Uh, I believe the growth in China did rebound after the strict COVID measures were lifted. However, the market confidence has been weak and uh, evidence has been mounting that the economy may actually require more help in the form of a big stimulus. I believe uh, China is, has positioned itself for a slower rebound and uh, after several months of a softer and expected uh, consumption, production and uh, property market data. And the Wall Street banks, have, they have also actually uh, cut their 2023 growth forecast and the projection for the GDP is now between 5.1% to about 5.7%. And uh, I think yesterday, uh, S&P Global has also cut its forecast to about 5.2% from the earlier 5.5% as well. So uh, the market actually expects a stimulus policy to actually be unveiled at the uh, regular meeting of the Communist Party uh, political bureau in July itself. And then from the equities market itself, uh, it has further highlighted pessimism on the economy after the disappointing uh, tourism figures from the three-day uh, Dragon Book Festival. We saw the uh, Hang Seng Index dropping uh, 0.51% and then the Shanghai SSE Index uh, falling about 1.48%. Right. So with all this bad economic data and so on, are there any sectors that we should be paying attention to in China? Uh, I think despite the weakening uh, consumer data, I believe uh, the energy sector, especially the renewable energy sector, should be in focus. Uh, recently, there was this uh, heat wave uh, that was ongoing in China and uh, energy consumption has also risen in tandem. And with the rise of this energy consumption for households, a lot of these energy intensive industries were actually ordered to suspend their production so that they could give uh, households the priority. And uh, this suspension actually affects the economic output for China itself. So I believe with uh, climate change that's ongoing, this uh, energy consumption will definitely increase, which is mm. why I believe the energy sector should be in focus because the government probably do not want to have their energy intensive industries to constantly suspend whenever they have a heat wave or whenever winter comes or cold wave comes. Right. And also be paid attention to the Chinese yuan. Recent reports have shown that the Chinese yuan has fallen to a seventh month low. How does that impact the neighbouring countries around China? Uh, the weakening yuan definitely affects uh, many economies and sectors and definitely those around the neighbouring countries in China. I believe one of the sectors would be uh, the tourism sector itself. The uh, last uh, weekend's uh, three-day Dragon Book Festival data showed that it was down 22.8% from pre-COVID levels of 2019. And uh, with the weakening yuan as well as the slower growth in China, I believe uh, many of the Chinese tourists they actually may be more wary of their spending abroad. Mm-hmm. And then in a recent article by uh, our Singapore Tourism Board, they actually said that despite the reopening of China in January, the Chinese tourist number in Singapore has uh, remained uh, lukewarm. And while I think yesterday the South Korean Airlines they have also started to cut flights uh, to China due to uh, lukewarm demands as well. Right. 
So things don't look that rosy over in China. Over in Singapore, it doesn't look as rosy too if you base it on the manufacturing output. There has been a fall for the eighth consecutive month and of course, additional concerns that Singapore's GDP could slow. So could you put this all together for us, Jun Chong, and tell us what do you think the implications will be to the STI? Uh, for the STI, because of the eight months of uh, decline for the Singapore manufacturing output, a lot of economies actually find that uh, this eight months of decline were actually not surprising considering uh, all the other recent data recently. Okay. Of course, uh, this would actually uh, increase the risk of uh, Singapore going through the technical recession. And uh, I believe Maybank has also expected that the uh, Ministry of Trade and Industry to actually downgrade its uh, full-year GDP forecast, which I actually do believe so, when the uh, final uh, Q2 GDP figures are released in August. And possibly if the figures are not good, likely that they would downgrade it. However, over in the Singapore equities market, uh, especially those in the manufacturing sector, I do believe they will continue to see a drop in value, especially if the upcoming data continues to show uh, weakness. And then for the broad, broader market STI, they may also decline as a whole if uh, their GDP figures continue to stay weak. And uh, I believe Singapore investors that want to lower risk, uh, have lower risk tolerance for volatility could actually look into uh, safer investments like key deals and SSD right. uh, during this upcoming uh, possible volatility in the markets. Okay. Uh, so we're speaking with Jun Chong Tu, the equity dealer of Mumu Financial. And Jun Chong, let's take a look at the US right now. What sort of implications do you think that all this weak China data, for example, would have on this US market, if any? Uh, I, I think uh, a lot of this Chinese data on the news market will definitely impact them because of the uh, ongoing, uh, of course, there's this uh, the Russian war as well as uh, all, all the China impact and a lot of Chinese investments in the US itself. However, for the US market, for me personally, I think the biggest factor will definitely be the uh, US Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve Chair uh, Jerome Powell. Right. So Mr. Powell actually did the uh, pause rate hike after 10 consecutive hikes. So I, I, I believe the U.S. market will continue to uh, to be monitored based on how the next uh, FOMC happens in the next uh, next month. Right. So, but if you look at the winning streaks across the U.S. major the major U.S. indexes. The winning streaks ended last week, but generally we had a very good first half of the year. Unless you only trade the Dow stocks, then you only up one percent. But anyway, how surprising was it to you that that there was this impressive run? Yes, uh, yeah, only the Dow didn't move up much, but it was really a surprising run uh, that we had uh, for the U.S. market this year, especially with the uh, tech KB uh, Nasdaq index. Uh, the short-term treasury deals were a little bit over five percent now, but the market actually has been very strong, although it has started to come down about two Fridays ago. However, uh, the earnings uh, over the past, uh, from January to now, the earnings has been good. There was this uh, huge AI boom, which, which actually led to more valuation increasing. And uh, inflation has been actually going down. And on paper, this will actually uh, help the uh, stock market to actually boost uh, even more. So what does the U.S. options market tell us looking ahead? Uh, for the U.S. option market, I would say at least for yesterday, the CBOE volatility index, uh, the equity markets are actually uh, pretty mixed. Uh, the option volume has been uh, remained lukewarm right. and uh, it's actually uh, missing from the top volume list itself. So uh, you could see that the investors are actually uh, more wary and cautious. Uh, these days while waiting for more news uh, to come up. And I believe uh, our, uh, Mr. Powell Petcher will actually be speaking thing on Thursday as well. Right. So most investors should be actually waiting out for this to happen. Okay. And because we've had such uh, mul- multiple expansions with tech, how important do you think it is going forward as you go into the earnings session, Ben? Do you think that this tech basically should be following through? 
yes, I think for tech, the earnings are actually, uh, the figures announced during the earnings will be very important. And uh, if these figures do match or actually go above uh, the expectation uh, set by Wall Street, the market will most likely react positively to uh, such news. Uh, of course, the announcements and the future outlook of the company itself will actually be of interest to many investors likewise. Uh, on previous earnings, we did see many executives, they actually do highlight a weaker outlook for second half of 2023. And I believe uh, it will be very interesting to see uh, what figures we will see when the earnings seasons do come about uh, very soon. Thank you, Jun Wong. We are almost out of time now. So very quickly, could you just walk us through after this five-day losing streak on the S&P 500, could you update us on maybe where the support and resistance lines are right now for this? For the S&P 500, I think they have reacted back after a positive force break on the rectangle formation. While the index has broken through the, the S&P itself, it has broken a resistance point at 4,300. I believe a decisive breakthrough to 4,390 will actually give a new positive signal to the index. Well, definitely a break on the opposite side of the formation will actually give a very strong negative signal itself. So I guess we will have to wait and see uh, how the market reacts to all of this news. All right, thank you very much, Jun Chong. So we have been speaking with Jun Chong too, the equity dealer at Mumu Financial. You have a good day ahead. Thank you so much, Sean. Have a good day ahead. And this is The Bigger Picture on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.